0: You're listening to the Knowing Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart my prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped more hopeful and less alone than when you arrived well hey everybody welcome to the knowing motherhood podcast this is episode 24 and i think it's probably going to be the second last episode of this year Um, and it feels kind of funny because again i think i said this um, in the last episode that I had so many plans (laughs) and so many more episodes that I was hoping to be able to share with you guys this year. But again, as we say, COVID. So, um, and and that's okay. And that's okay. That's exactly as as God has intended it um, to be for knowing motherhood. And I'm content. I'm content to say that, wow, we've we've made it through 24 episodes incredible episodes and episodes that from what I continue to hear feedback on are continuing to bless you and to um, I think just really uh, feed your souls and spirit and hearts and minds and for that I am incredibly grateful. So it's an honor to do this, to encourage you with these conversations and the content. Um, and today's is is probably one of the most important subjects that I think um, can be talked about on this podcast. And that is preparing for life storms. My guest is Katherine Hart. She is a mom of 4. She's experienced um, a lot in her her years of of motherhood so far and um and you'll see that she's very honest about the the process that the Lord has taken her through. It's very similar to my own story, and so we have a lot to talk about in this episode. So I'm going to keep this intro short, um, but just a little bit more about Catherine. She is a writer, um, and she, she just loves to share about the Lord and her story and what the Lord is teaching her. She loves to encourage other women and um, just feed them bi- biblical truth. And I i know she's really gonna encourage you a lot today. So let's just jump right into our conversation on preparing for life's storms. Hello, Katherine, welcome Hi. to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so glad we had a chance to connect and to Ooh. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. We were just talking about this before we pressed yeah. the record button, but this is a really important conversation, especially mm-hmm. for the times that we are in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Well, thanks for having me again.
0: So, you, we're talking today about preparing for life storms. We're talking mm-hmm. about what we can do to prepare our hearts and our minds for the things that can really throw us off course in life. And mm-hmm. you and I both know that there's a lot of really, really painful things that mm-hmm. God can allow into our life. And um, we both walked through some similar things and, and different things that um, I think have really um, given us opportunity to grow and to trust yeah. God in a greater way. And so I would love it if you would just share first a little bit about yourself and what do you kind of, what a typical week looks like for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, I am from Canada. <laughs> yes, and- we just learned that we're, <laughs> so we're both from Canada. <laughs> yes. Um, in a little small town in Ontario, um, and I grew up here, um, And um, my husband and I met, I think it was like 13 years ago. We've been married for 11 years this year. Um, Together we have four kids. We have a son and then we have three daughters. And um, I went to college for nursing so I was a nurse for a few years, and then when I had kids, I found out how difficult it was to be a nurse and work shifts and have kids. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I mean, it's not for everybody. Like, I know I know some moms who do it beautifully and do it well, um, mm. but that we just really, my heart was for just being home with our kids. And so I've been home, I think, seven years now when our third was born, I decided to stay home. Mm. Um, And so... Yeah, so there's that. And then our youngest, Izzy, she um, started with a medical condition um, about two and a half years ago now. She started having seizures. And she is four. And so she was like two and a bit when she started having them. Um, So really, um, the last couple years have just been like a whirlwind of like having her like tests and we've been in and out in the hospital multiple times for very long time our scariest time was last September she had a very lengthy seizure it was 10 minutes and we had to rush her to the hospital and we ended up staying for two and a bit weeks but I mean that that's a it's amazing that we stay for that long she lost all ability to to walk and talk and move um, her left arm and it was just like It was super terrible. Um, She is undiagnosed at this point. They do think she has a mitochondrial disease. um, But we are still waiting on results from that. It's been a few months since she had uh, a muscle biopsy. And so, again, we're waiting on that. Um, So, basically, like I said, the last two years has been navigating that. Um, Plus, I mean, we have three other kids. So, Mm, just learning to be mom in that. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's just like really me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And tell, just share a little bit about some of the things that you do aside from motherhood on the side, on the side of motherhood. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I started when we, we started going through that journey with, um, Isabel, I started writing again and I always have had a passion for writing. Um, and so That kind of like died out through like when I went to college because then I didn't have time to do it and then I was working full-time and um, so I started writing again and I started just sharing it on Instagram and um, I really loved it really enjoyed it and then I started picking up on painting again watercolor painting because I love to do that Um, recently just started acrylics which are amazing
0: I know Um, we share a love for that as well. That's so
1: cool. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I've been doing that. I started sharing that a few months ago. And so like, really, that's kind of like what I do on the side with that and just share our journey. Um, really just like my walk with the Lord and things I've been like either wrestling through or want to encourage women. in, and that's just kind of like why I started it is because I know that, I'm not the only one that's facing difficulties and struggles. There's so many other women that are and need that mm-hmm. encouragement to know like, Hey, I'm not alone. And yeah, you know, for whatever thing I share, my hope is that it will encourage her to look back to God. Um, Cause I know often with struggles, like I still struggle with this is that I look within myself for strengthening or yeah. just like I cave into myself and just feel so dark. But, I have to remind myself that like there is someone bigger and powerful and that's God. And I need to look to him. So again, my prayer is just like anything I share within painting or writing is just that it will point that, that woman back to him and his goodness.
0: Yeah. And I feel like you do that so well. And I feel like every time I have the opportunity to read something that you've written, it Mm. just, it just shines brightly in my feet Mm -hmm. yeah and so that's why part of the reason that i wanted to have you come and join me today because we're we're talking about something that is um sounds like it should be easy and i think often a misconception Mm -hmm. in life and in motherhood in woman as a woman especially you know we're we know these uh key phrases from the bible cast your cares on him right um i have hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you these are beautiful verses but if we don't really practice Mm -hmm. what's being spoken in god's word which is the most powerful word we can ever receive um if we don't practice it it's very difficult to be ready for the hard things that can happen in life and i know you've had your share and Mm -hmm. i was wondering would you mind sharing a little bit of your your i know you've shared a bit about izzy but some Mm -hmm. of your other experiences in motherhood that have been um really challenging for you yeah so um when I had my third,
1: she, my third baby was very difficult. Pregnancy It was a high risk pregnancy. And, um, from five weeks on, um, I started spotting and they said that I was going to miscarry her. I had a high risk pregnancy, which is called partial molar pregnancy. And so it's where you have a baby who's developing, but doesn't have, um, has three sets of chromosomes versus two. Okay. And so that's like non-compatible outside the room, like ever. Like, that's just not even possible. And I hate even saying that, but that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And then there is another baby that would have been a baby, but it actually develops into something that's called, like, a hydrofoam, which is, like, a cluster of, like, just this. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. And that's not even, like, um, trying to be, like, what what the world says, like, with, um, with like, the pro-choice issue of just, like, a clump of cells is just literally what it is. And so... When I found, when they found that out, they were like, you need to um, essentially abort your baby because she's not going to live. This child's not going to live. And if you don't, this puts you at risk for a whole slew of things, including getting cancer. Yeah. So um, I think I was like 25, 25, 26 at the time. And I was very lukewarm in my faith. And it was just like this huge thing that I was like, what are you doing, God? Like, I don't understand why you're allowing this to happen. Yet, at the same time, I felt his presence and this Mm. shift inside of me that he was allowing this difficult circumstances to like wake me up to like who he really was. Mm. And so um, fast forward to 15 weeks, I was going to get an amniocentesis and I was like still at that point, I was still told just, on that day that by the doctor, that if this is what comes back, which it was confirmed, that's what it was. But if the amniocentesis shows that this baby has three sets, like, you know, what is going to happen essentially didn't give me a choice in the matter.
0: Wow. And it
1: was very bullying ish. And it was just like heartbreaking. Cause I'm like, I, I knew like at that point my faith was completely in God. Cause he did like such a work in me in like that 10 weeks from five to 10, 15 weeks, sorry. And, um, I just thought no matter what happens, I'm not going to make that choice to abort my child. And I know that whether I lose her through miscarriage, Mm -hmm. whether I, I lose my own life or get really sick. Like I know that he was still good and I didn't know at the time to even put a word to it to say that he was sovereign, but I just Mm -hmm. knew that he had a good plan. Um, so at 15 weeks, the doctor went in, um, the amniocentesis. Sorry, she didn't go in. She she started the ultrasound to check out baby's position and found out that the extra growth that was happening, the hydrofoam, um, actually was almost disappeared. It was like completely gone. Oh my goodness. Wow. And so I was like, Well, what happens now? And she's like, Well, which was really ironic is she says to me, well, it would put your baby at risk to do an amniocentesis, so we won't. Which I was like, you just told me 10 minutes ago you would abort her. Wow. So it was, like, very, yes. like, surreal. Just like a total switch, yeah. Right? And so yeah. she's like, well, we'll just check the baby out now, and we're just going to keep a close eye on her. So that was 15 weeks, and Sadie was born um, at 37 weeks. And mm. she was healthy. Um, her placenta wasn't super healthy, um, but she came early and like she she was really well. But wow, praise from, God! <laughs> yes, amen. Right, like she's just this miracle baby. Like all yes. of my kids are miracle. Every child they, is a every miracle. child is, but
0: they all have unique stories. Yes, I love it
1: absolutely. Love and like she she's a very spunky child. Like I'm like yeah, this child was a fighter from the beginning. Like <laughs> he made her that way. Um, but then that day she was born i just felt this darkness and i Mm -hmm. walked through postpartum depression with her um for the first year of her life
0: um then
1: um
0: can i can i ask a question yeah what was that first moment like for you when you started to experience the symptoms of postpartum Mm -hmm. depression did you recognize it right away or did it take you a while before you actually I had did, a word for it.
1: Yeah. I did I didn't I didn't. Um uh, when I was a nurse I worked with um moms in postpartum depression. So like I knew the mm-hmm. signs and everything, but I think when you're inside of it, you 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 don't notice it as much, right? It is. Yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there was times I kind of like caught myself um so I remember very very vividly holding her in the room and just looking at her and being like this is like a total miracle. I can't believe I'm holding her. But then just being like, I feel so dark. I feel so like tired. And I just feel so empty almost in a way. And Mm. um, I just remember thinking, is this maybe? And I'm like, no, it's just because I'm tired. And I just brushed it off for so long. Mm. And it like really took my husband to be like, I think you need help. And that was like a couple months after. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it really like kind of ran into the fact that her pregnancy was so high risk and there were so many opposing messages, her whole pregnancy. And like, I had, I carried a lot of grief around about like, just like even grieving whoever would have been her twin. And I know that God had a, a better plan, but it was just like working through that grief and working through the grief that I missed out on. My younger, I had two kids already, like missing out on their like young years in just because I I don't even really remember the first year of her life because it was just so dark. It was like this, it was like survival mode, like at the highest peak, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, um, I do. Yeah. So that's just kind of, yeah, I just, it's a hard hard place
0: to be. How, what brought you out of that depression?
1: Um, it, it was definitely realizing that I needed to grieve. Like I just said, mm-hmm. I just, I, I started going to counseling. Um, I was going to just start medication, but I, for myself, like I'm not against women taking medication for depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think that if that helps you take it, mm-hmm. um, for me, I decided not to, and I have like my own reasons. And, um, but I went to a counselor and she was amazing. I'm still with her to this day. And That's she, great helped me work through it. And it was just getting to that point of realizing what I'm facing right now, yes, is postpartum depression, but there's a lot of grief here. Mm-hmm. And as soon mm-hmm. as I like took the cap off that and worked through it, and God yeah. like really worked in that space, I I was able to come out
0: of that. I think it's really important to mention, and this is just part of the knowledge that I've gained having walked through a severe dif- disorder, mm. but for a lot of women, actually a lot of studies show that anxiety disorders, or even depression, often don't need medication yep. if there is counseling proper um, counseling available to that person, and a willingness to to do the work mm-hmm. um, and medication can often be avoided, but in severe yeah. situations, it is required absolutely um, and so I love that you said that, and I love that you pointed out that you made that decision because mm-hmm. you really were feeling like you recognized that it was the the heart and the mm-hmm. mind work that mm-hmm really was going to to get you there. And I yeah. I applaud you as well as a mother mm. for seeking out that help. Because yeah. so many women feel like somehow it's shameful shameful to yeah. you yeah. know, or embarrassing to to go and see a counselor. But we can often not process through the myriad of emotions that are yeah. that exist, right? Even you're having to recognize that you were grieving this this other baby mm-hmm. um, that that could have grown alongside of your daughter yeah. right and yeah. and it's so important to allow other people into that picture because when we start speaking about it and grieving there's just a release of Absolutely. healthy emotions that needs to happen yeah. right so that's awesome yeah. that's going. why it's so
1: important to like just be sharing about it right 100 yeah. come out and say it and i remember first sharing about it and thinking I don't know how people are gonna react. I feel so like essentially shameful that I like face right. this right because there's there's a message in the church of like you don't have enough faith, that's why you have depression. Oh, and that's boy. not even true at all. That's a whole nother no. episode. Yep, it is. Um, but not true. Yeah, just being able to say there's so many women that even just like message me and are just like, you mm-hmm. know, I I'm walking through this and I'm feeling this way and like I can't talk to anybody. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not how it should be. It should be like you know, I am, it's like breastfeeding challenges. We should be able to, you go to somebody to help you, you know, uh, you know, whether you decide to continue breastfeeding or bottle feeding, like whatever it is, you go and get help. This is the same thing with like postpartum depression or depression, like being able to seek out that help,
0: you know? Yes. And it's, we, and I talk about this often, um, with others, the, the fact that mental illness of any kind, whether it's mild or severe, is we're often as humans so filled with shame and so filled with fear because of it that we, we can hide it well we can hide it really well and so you know a broken leg you can you can see that on a person exactly and mental and and we have to always remind each other of that that just because someone looks like they're doing okay it doesn't mean they're doing okay yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i (laughs) know so it's so important to talk about and i'm so grateful that you are using your platform for that so anyways i don't want to keep you from sharing the rest of your story (laughs) go ahead (laughs) um (laughs)
1: that's just basically kind of it was like I faced that with my third pregnancy and then my fourth pregnancy I faced that again Mm -hmm. and so like working through that again and like I still had the same counselor and I was just really grateful for her guidance and Mm -hmm. um just essentially like her loving hand there (laughs) she's been so gracious um and then like when we started facing things with our daughter um Izzy, that was another huge obstacle and challenge because just because of everything that's come along with her she's faced she faces like physical challenges now like she has to have a wheelchair when we're out in public um mm. it's difficult for her to like walk in the house depending on how she's feeling day to day she has to use a walker or doesn't need um so that like is an entirely um I don't even want, I don't want to say I'm, I'm grateful for walking through the difficult before, but I do want to say that I am in a sense that I know I built that foundation of knowing who to run to. Mm, yeah. So when she started facing those medical challenges, I was like, okay, I know I'm going to run to God. And that didn't look perfect. <laughs> it still doesn't, <laughs> but it's just been like, learning to go to him first rather than to go to the world or to go to another source. Um, so yeah, that, that's been a huge, huge thing (laughs) and grieving with that too. That was another huge grieving process too of essentially watching her go from being this, she had a amazing pregnancy. She was an easy baby, Mm -hmm. um, a very happy, healthy child. And then suddenly, facing these medical challenges of having seizures every day and being on some really heavy medications, um, not knowing what's going on with her, watching her decline and everything like that. It's just like essentially grieving as a mom of like, you had these hopes and dreams of other things for your children, but then realizing, okay, there's a different plan. And now looking back in hindsight, I see that God has used it to like grow the other three kids and their resilience and just like their maturity and seeing that like I used to hide my emotions so much, like even before I had kids. But then now I'm just like if I'm upset, like if I'm crying, they don't always see it. But like if they see it, they're like, Mom, what's wrong? And I'm like, hey, this is how I'm feeling about this now. Like I'm upset, I feel sad, I feel yeah, angry, I feel frustrated and this is why, you know, I'm sad that your sister's facing this and For them, like just to see them realize that they now do that too. They'll say, I feel this. I'm like, okay, like those are your feelings. But, you know, here's the truth. And like essentially taking that and pointing them back to the word to be like, Mm -hmm. what does the Bible say about this? Like in how you're feeling? Yes, your feelings are valid. But like we need to remember, you know, whatever scripture, like we're looking at that time or saying, you know, God is, is good even here. You
0: know, yeah, I love that so much. That is exactly what I was thinking as you were talking. That allowing that emotion to show gives our children permission mm-hmm. to do the same in their own lives, yes. and and then to take that and say, and now here's what mommy's going to do with this mm-hmm. emotion. This is where I'm going to bring my emotion, Absolutely. and for them to see the fruit of that decision is probably one of the most powerful things we can ever display and exemplify to our children. I totally. just think,
1: yeah. yeah. Even just like apologizing to them, like a big thing in mm-hmm. our house is apologizing, like um, being able to say to them, I'm sorry. Like if I, you know, didn't treat them very nicely, you know, like having a moment of like frustration yeah. and um, apologizing to them, they see that too. That's a huge lesson too, I think huge. that. Like in anything, like you can like talk the talk all you want, but as soon as you walk it there, you are like the walking example.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And that's what they're watching more than anything. You're right. I mean, we can say all we want to say. I feel like I'm guilty of that. I Mm -hmm. think that I often try to just, you know, tell my children a lot of things and i i've had many moments of conviction in the past year where the lord has really spoken clearly to me that i am missing the mark in that area hugely Mm -hmm. and so and it's hard right like it's really difficult for us to um acknowledge our failings as moms because we, we don't we want our kids to think we're I mean let's be honest we want our kids to think we're near perfect most of the time yeah. right like we want yeah. them to look up to us but you know when we show our weakness and show our vulnerability and show our shortcomings to mm-hmm. our children and then like we're we're talking about point them back to Jesus yeah that is the best thing we can ever mm-hmm. offer them far better than pretending to have it all together as a mother so what have you found as the most um, fundamental part of your journey in um, learning to run to God? What has, have been those key things aside right. from the struggle, within the struggle?
1: So for what we're going through with Izzy right now, there's three things I try and keep in mind when I go to that space of feeling... It's not that I go to a space of depression anymore. It, it feels like that sometimes. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but it it just feels like they're, the days are harder. Um, there's three things I like to remember is that Scripture never changes. So Scripture is mm-hmm. always the same. So if I'm in the Word every day, I'm going to read it. And sometimes... Um, that means a verse. And sometimes that means like an entire book. And I say that because I think that oftentimes as moms are like, I don't have time to do that. And like, okay, sure. I get that. And it's loud around you. I've opened my Bible many a times when my kids are like playing on the floor or wiles mm-hmm. around me to just like read a verse. Like it's, it's something we, we still can get in there. And I try and memorize a bit of that verse And typically what I do now is I have this like this tattoo pen and I take the first letter of um, the verse and it's usually just like a sentence and I put it on my wrist and throughout the week I try and memorize that
0: Mm. and just
1: every time I look at my wrist I see the letters and I say it out loud so just having that scripture and I find that that just like helps it like every time I look down what whatever I'm doing with my hands you know like Mm, in the bathroom with the kids folding or like washing or like homeschooling them because we just started doing that um just I always see his word and I remember it so essentially just like writing it on me so it's written in my heart if that makes sense
0: absolutely I love Mm -hmm. that method
1: yeah um the second thing I I always have to remember is that God never changes. it changes Mm -hmm. and that he's sovereign over all. And the biggest thing we need to remember too is that this world is broken. Um, Mm -hmm. Genesis 3 happened, (laughs) where the big fall happened, and there's that huge separation, right? Mm -hmm. And all of this that we're seeing happening around us is a result from that. And um, as difficult as, as it is, we need to remember that God is still sovereign in that.
0: Yeah. And that
1: even in the most difficult situations, like when everything first started with Izzy, I'm like, I've, I've already been through the difficult, like, why are you letting this happen now? Mm. Um, yes. It's just knowing that whatever we're facing, even if it's difficult is going to bring him the glory, right? Mm -hmm. Like that it still has a way of pointing back to him, even Mm -hmm. if he's not going to heal her. Like he can heal her. I don't doubt him on that. Mm -hmm. I just think that at this point, I know that he is doing a bigger work in our lives and and just using her life, her beautiful, precious life to allow every day for me to like lean into him. And that's the biggest lesson I've learned is like, leaning into him when it's so difficult because otherwise i'm like how else would i be pointed back if it was just easy all the time
0: (laughs) yes it's Mm -hmm. so true i think one of the key things has been for me personally just believing god (laughs) Mm -hmm. taking him at his word and believing that he is who he says he is and um you know and his word is so powerful as you're saying Um, it it holds so much truth and we can hear the same verses over and over again and sometimes almost become, it can become mundane, it can become... um, just like a repetitious thing to say or to read but we have to remember that there's so much power in every word that god has spoken Mm -hmm. to us and over us and i think that yeah the rehearsing of truth and the learning to say not only um um you know who god is but to really believe it to choose to believe god you are sovereign you are all powerful you are all knowing you see me in this moment you have a plan in this and i may not like it and i may be hurting so deeply and i may even be doubting your goodness Mm. right now but i'm going to choose Mm -hmm. to trust you anyways right and that decision to trust him anyways is what what changed in my own life. And I can hear how he's done that work in your life too. Mm -hmm. In, in these hard moments that that's the difference is that now I go, okay, I don't like this. I think another part of it is honesty too, isn't it? Isn't it bringing Mm -hmm. all the emotions and all the feelings and the doubts and the questions and feeling that comfort and that freedom and that ability to come to God with it and not try to respond positively i mean perfectly yeah but actually just to come to him with it all and drop it at his feet the way he calls us to and then letting him do that heart work in us that he wants to do through every hard and painful circumstance
1: yeah absolutely and like the scripture doesn't promise us that we won't suffer it says Mm -hmm. that we probably will (laughs) yes (laughs) and we have to remember like jesus suffered when Jesus is in the garden and he says, I'm deeply grieved to the point of death, mm-hmm. that that bit of scripture, um, you know, is like Jesus saying that the sorrow is heavy and I, like it, it's hard for me to hold up, right? Yeah. Um, and that yeah. Jesus understands, right? He's been through that. And I always now... When it's so hard like i remember those things i just told you but i also remember like an eternal perspective that we often see these messages of people being like you know this is like what's the good life for you like chase those things and get that and you're going to be fulfilled and like that's a world perspective it's not biblical like the eternal perspective is that um, we have an understanding and a longing for christ to come again and make all things new yes And when we're broken and we're sad and when I see her having seizures, I have Mm -hmm. to tell myself, like, if not here, that this stops for her, I know that in heaven she's going to have a new body. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly telling her that I say this to all my kids in a different capacity, but specifically to her, I want her to know that God made her on purpose with a purpose like yeah. I know that he saw her before all this and saw that this is the way her brain was going to be formed and mm-hmm. that it was going to function like that. And he knew who yeah. her, her parents were gonna be and siblings in this. Mm-hmm. And I want her to know that even if she sees the brokenness of her body and not being able to control what it does, is that she still has a purpose for his kingdom and that she can point back to Jesus even when she still has seizures, even if she has to use a wheelchair and she can't have the same capacity as her brothers and sisters. And that has given me so much peace is that Mm -hmm. I am not out of, I'm not in control of this. It's him. And I think about Isaiah 55 when it says, "Um, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. Like that's exactly how it goes. Like Mm. I can try all I want. Like I can try and advocate so hard for her and like, do all these things but it does come to a point that um we've been waiting for this test result for her for months and it's like every week I'm like am I gonna get the phone call this week and finally last month I was like so grieved over it I just was like this is yours God I don't know why I'm trying to manhandle this and just Mm -hmm. laying it down before him and I felt so much peace about it Um, and knowing that like he knows when the answer is going to come for her he knows if an answer won't come for her like he has a plan here
0: yeah it's like when we strive and strive and strive Mm -hmm. and we want to keep control Mm -hmm. we want to manage all those details ourselves there is no peace in that Mm -hmm. and the I know what you're talking about—that feeling of, of of instant peace when we just relinquish control, and we just say, okay, God, it's y- y- you know." I think that's where the phrase "Jesus, take the wheel" comes from, right? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, wherever I don't know the 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 uh, beginnings of that or who who coined that phrase, but I feel like. That's exactly what happens to us again and again throughout our lives. If we know Christ, it's it's saying it's remembering who is in control and saying, Okay, Lord, like there's only so much that I can do here. I need you to take, take back what is rightfully yours, the mm-hmm. the the head of this this vehicle, the, the wheel. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think though that it's so just natural for us, especially as mothers, 100%. right? It's human we're, instinct to control yes.
1: things. Like we're like, what can I do for like this and this? Right. And it's like, it even yeah. goes down to the fact of like, um, your kids, like when they don't do something, you ask, you're like, what, what is happening? Like, I'm so yes. frustrated. You're not listening. And uh-huh. just every little bit and every little ounce of just like, asking him for strength and for grace Mm -hmm. to like keep going. That's like, that's like my biggest prayer. And I'm sure you can relate to that too. It's just being like, this is so hard with what's happening, but like, yeah, I'm still going to serve you here
0: in my home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's so faithful to meet us there. Absolutely. I think that a heart surrendered is is what he's looking for in these mm-hmm. these moments in our lives, where we want so desperately to try to fix a problem or to make things the way we think they need to be or should be. Um, but he is—he's um, just looking for a surrendered heart that trusts him to to be our all-in-all all through mm-hmm. these experiences and. Yeah. The more that I I find myself rehearsing the truth of who he is, the more the less afraid I feel of the future yes. and of yes. of the storms to come. Amen. I feel mm-hmm. like the more that I I'm in his word and I'm learning of who he is, and I don't go into his word expecting him to do something for me or download some big wisdom, but I just go to meet with him. That and and i choose to believe and trust him when he right. says that he is good and that he is faithful and that he that he will work all things out for the good of those who love him and that is such strength for my spirit for my soul and for yours and i think you and i both agree we want that for every mother mm-hmm. we want every mother to know that life is was never meant to be perfect we live on earth, we live in a broken and fallen world, and we hear that a lot, but it's true. And I think one of the lies of the enemy, would you agree with this, is that we can make our lives perfect somehow?
1: Well, yeah. And that goes along with like the good life mentality, right? Of like, yeah. you can get the whole dream and everything you want. Like I I, like, yeah. bought into that for a really long time. And I think that God's timing, it, it is, is perfect. And that I had bought into that and then everything started like happening with Izzy. And I remember standing outside of her hospital room, like a year after everything started and she had that lengthy seizure, just standing outside of her room. And for that entire year before praying, um, you know, that something would change for her and just being like um, so frustrated that I can't chase after the things I wanted to chase after
0: right?
1: and being like, but something felt really off about that, but I still, was like well there's a lot of women doing that and so I thought that was fine and so just standing there I remember looking in her room and being like this is not what this is about this is Mm. not what this is about this is about living for you and bringing glory for you with no matter what I do even if it's in my home that's still a big thing and that I don't have to do these big glorious things Mm. I it's the everyday mundane of serving you in my home and pointing people back to you through this. It It's about the gospel. That's what it's about. Like that's the, you know, the great commission when Jesus says go out and make disciples and like, that's what it's about is just yeah. showing up. And there's been so many opportunities that I've seen being able to, like when I'm walking the hospital halls with her, or like other moms that are in there with their kids struggling, like in the lounge, getting a cup of tea. Like I had this really um, amazing experience with this mom, with this daughter that was very sick. And, you know, I got to share the gospel with her and it was 12 at night. Mm. And um, I just felt this prompting to go back to her after I had left the lounge and we were able to have this amazing conversation. And I prayed with her and left and, I saw her once after then from a distance, but it was just like, God, this is amazing. Like even if this is hard, mm-hmm. even if this breaks my heart to see my daughter here, I I can still go out and and say that you're good yeah. and and share the gospel with other people who have not heard it. Like who knew that was gonna happen, right?
0: I know, I know. That actually really brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Because I I have seen the exact same fruit of all the hardship in my own life I have seen how God has been doing an incredible work and just allowing yeah. me to say he is good and mm-hmm. I have joy and yes. I'm and I have a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff yeah. that I deal with I my body um my body will often just uh, there's anxiety for people that's normal where like you're just worried about normal things happening Mm -hmm. my body suffered such severe anxiety that sometimes for no reason with no i can't even explain it i just suddenly my i just kind of get like an overwhelm of anxiety and there's no rhyme or reason to it but that is an after effect Mm -hmm. as i heal and i had a moment today where i um it was so funny it was in the shower of all places it's so funny where the lord meets us you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) And I, I had this moment where he led me to just, I actually got down on my knees in the shower. Mm. It's like, that's quite a personal thing to share, but I, I felt, and I, (laughs) I'm just, I'm on my knees in the shower with my hands out, and I was like, Lord. I ask I just ask you to cover me in your peace and to help my brain to make more progress so that I'm not just getting these random bouts of anxiety all of a sudden that are just so frustrating and they don't last very long but yeah. but I said to him also Lord and this is the this is the whole big massive shift game changer prayer. This is what I never could have prayed before but I say Lord But if you want me to continue to experience this, Mm -hmm. then I want to, because I don't want to forget how good you are in the middle of a storm. And I don't want to forget Mm -hmm. your goodness to me over the last few years and what you brought me from and out, up and out of, you know, and to hear myself pray that prayer. I thought, Lord, Mm -hmm. this is proof of your greatness and of your great love in the middle of our storms. And right, man, yeah. man, that was powerful. Faith, yeah, faith is, is saying, like, I
1: trust your plan, yeah, that it's better than mine. And faith is asking for that, like I said before, like that strength and grace yeah, to be yeah. the mom, to be the dad and the family that like she needs, you know, um, and that, you know, like with this mitochondrial disease, like we, we don't know how long she could live for. You know, she could live into adulthood and she could live only a few more years. And, like, that scared me before. And now Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, okay, God, like, I know that you have a time frame for her. And as hard as it is, like you said, to, like, kind of let go and shift that. It's just like, I know that you will heal her in heaven. And that just number her days according to your plan yeah. and and mine i don't know how long i'm going to live for either right and just yeah that's my biggest prayer is that like you said just i love that you said if not you know we have to remember that even if even yeah. if god i still love you yeah i still will praise you i'm still going to serve you
0: right and that's the heart surrender mm-hmm. that changes everything it takes away fear, it takes away um, our need to control. And even though we'll never get that perfect, um, it's the practicing and the preparing, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's how we, pre- we prepare ourselves, right. is by mm-hmm. um, reminding ourselves, preaching to our own hearts, but also reminding each other that um, we can trust God with our stories, and yeah. then he, he has never left us and he never will yeah
1: and that w- yeah that was one of the things i was going to say is that like he he won't leave us and whether it's stormy or easy um is that he he will always be there and like if anything like get into scripture like mm. <laughs> just get into scripture and memorize a verse like read a a book of it as you can or a chapter as you can like right just write it on your heart. And like, I don't memorize absolutely everything either, but it, there are certain things that are going to stick and that when you are in that storm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're walking through it and you're like, I remember that truth here that That's it says right. in Isaiah. I remember what it says here in Job when Job walked through that and he ripped his clothes and said, you know, like, blessed be the, name of the Lord. Like he gives and he takes away. Um, so just memorizing those things is like the
0: biggest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. It's powerful. I think more than most people realize and yeah. I mean and that's
1: how God speaks to us, right? Is like absolutely. through scripture. So we that's like essential to to like living like not believing in him. Sorry, but like essential to your relationship with him.
0: Absolutely. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So we we've really touched on a lot of parts of yeah. preparing our hearts, right? Building up a solid foundation, knowing, believing God for who he says he is. Um, I wanted to ask you if you um have any favorite verses um that have really impacted the way that you yeah. see the Lord in the midst of these storms.
1: My most recent favorite one is um is Colossians one seventeen? I just want to like open scripture. Here we go, Colossians one seventeen. And actually, fifteen to twenty is my absolute favorite. I just finished studying Colossians. I recommend that to everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, one seventeen says, "He is before all things, and by Him all things hold together." Mm-hmm. And I, I just repeat. I, that's been on my mind on repeat. And like Mm -hmm. that, that verse, particular verse, is talking about the centrality to Christ. Like that's, um, sorry, just exaliation my Bible here. Um, And remembering that He's always there, and He's never going to leave us. And even when it is difficult, He's before it, right? He's not He's not leaving us behind in the dust. Yeah, He's got this good plan here.
0: Yeah, I I love the phrase. That uh, this was one thing that I started praying, I repeatedly, um, a couple of years ago, and it was the Lord. I know you go before me, and I know you stand behind me, mm. and that you are here with me right now in the middle. And it that image in my mind that that really. Um, calmed me just every time every time I'm in any kind of like having just a moment even now it's just like Lord thank you and it's not just saying like Lord please be there be there Mm -hmm. it's like it's claiming that and saying Lord I know that you are going Mm -hmm. before me and that you are behind me that you are like I am in the shadow of your wing that I am protected and that my feet are unshakable you will not let my foot slip he he's the beginning and the end right like Mm -hmm. and
1: that that gives me so much peace is that he he's God he he's not gone tomorrow he's not gone today he's the same yesterday
0: today and tomorrow so yeah 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 I feel like there's so many parts to this conversation, like so many ways that we could just different avenues <laughs> I know. we could go down right now, um, and and we just don't have time to to go there today. But we might have to have a follow up conversation sure, because yeah. I'm just thinking about all the lies the enemy feeds us to keep us from knowing God's word, mm-hmm. to keep us from even being able to believe God and what He yes. says to us. Right? All of these um, ideologies and toxic messages. That the world you know that we even get fed now just through social media I mean we get fed so much in mm-hmm. in these spaces but I think about how the enemy is always always going to he right. always has and always will try to keep us from the heart of God he will right. always yeah. try to entangle us and to feed us different things that become strongholds in our lives mm-hmm. um, and and, and we just always need to remember that there is an enemy and he's fighting for our soul, but God is holding us in his hand and we have to keep running to him over and over again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing I was going to say is that um, a few, I think it was a couple months ago, I had shared this thing, maybe it was back in the summer, that um, if you are feeling tired and empty, don't open your Instagram app. Don't open your Pinterest. You That's need to wise. go to the Word. You have to go the word because like you said before, our human flesh and tendency is to run Mm -hmm. to something. Mm -hmm. And like I do this too sometimes is like, like, oh, hey, you know, I'll just bum it out on, you know, Instagram for a while or Pinterest and look at cute things. And like, honestly, when I'm tired and weary and burnt out, going there creates more tired, weary and burnt out because you're looking at this girl and you're looking at this thing and you're like, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. And it's like, no, you have to go to the word because that is your bread. That is your, it's going to quench that thirst inside of like craving that flesh, right? Like you, you're not going to leave the word empty because like I said, God speaks through his word and we need to go to him first. So like, Yeah. Big piece of advice. If you're a tired mom, don't, Mm -hmm. don't go there, go like grab the Bible app. You know, you can, um, you can put that on with the voice thing. It can read it to you or there's the dwell app, which reads it to you too. Like if you have, if your hands are tied up with dishes or whatever, like do that too. Like whatever means it takes you to get into his word, Mm -hmm. do
0: that. Mm -hmm. And I would say also, in addition to that, um, Second to that would be to get in touch with a friend who is someone who's seeking the Lord as well, yeah, and voice that place that you're in we we're so easily embarrassed by our human humanly tendencies right Mm -hmm. Uh, we're so embarrassed by it and and shame alone just keeps us so so often from i mean i am the queen of of (laughs) pride i mean that's another (laughs) thing the lord has broken down so much in me in the last couple of years but i would not talk about my struggles hardly at all and if i did it was like really controlled and i'll only share this much but like for a woman to say to a friend who is also seeking the Lord whole, whole, wholeheartedly, yep. I'm struggling today and I want to kind of default to these little yeah. fixes, these quick fixes yes. or things to distract me or to bring some comfort. And I just feel like I, I need to talk about this. Like, do you mind just to spend some time talking with me <laughs> about this? How many friends are going to say, you know what, I don't really have time right now
1: right and if they don't then maybe it's not a super great friend right (laughs) yeah
0: and and that friend is likely going to say to you they're not going to say I don't have time for you right now they but they might say hey I'm in the middle of nursing can I call you back in an hour and I think that you will never regret bringing someone close to you into that picture um you're never going to regret it it's 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 so much more valuable to let someone else come in to uh struggle with you than to try to do it alone and
1: you going first like I like what you said about like saying you know if someone's like well you know I'll call you back like I'm busy nursing or whatever it might be um but like you even just going first with your thing to be like I'm struggling today can you pray for me or can we chat for like five minutes yeah and then that person who maybe hasn't come to you before is like oh like Okay. And then they think about you next time that they need to talk to someone and then she's gonna seek you out. And like that's like a really beautiful like relationship builder and a friendship too. One hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who have been some of the people in your life that have been an encouragement to you during this time?
1: Um, the biggest one I have a really good friend who I met when we moved here like five years ago. Um, mm. And she has been, um, Emily has been so supportive in just, like, checking in with a quick message or, like, she'll just drop by, like, randomly with, like, a meal and stuff. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. Um, our church has also been super supportive and, like, with meals and prayers and people just, like, reaching out with cards. Um, There's a group of ladies from the church. So amazing. <laughs> These ladies, it's the group, it's called Knitwits. <laughs> And they, oh, that's cute. yes, they knitted this beautiful blanket for us. Um, and it sits on our couch and we use it daily and just like loved us through that. Mm. Um, so just like little things and they like, it's just been really amazing because there's people that we've even like, have never met that have been like, I heard about what was happening and we just wanted to bless you in this way or capacity. Mm. And, um, I really see that the Lord is working in like those little random things. And like I said before, you can see how his glory is br- like it's being all brought back to him, right? Mm. Um so yeah, like that's a whole other topic too, like friendships and like a di- difficult know. circumstances.
0: <laughs> I know. We better stop or we're just going to like keep going. <laughs> I know, it's so true. Well, I'm going to ask you one more question mm-hmm. before we say goodbye. Um I'm thinking about the mother who who is who has listened to this conversation and is still feeling um like she doesn't know how to um, get into God's word mm-hmm. and to be fueled and prepared rightly in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. Even getting into relationship conversations, maybe she doesn't have anyone in her circle that, um, you know, she feels like she can trust for, for solid encouragement and advice Mm -hmm. uh, in this way. Um, Do you have any encouragement for her right now in this place? If she's walking through something really Mm -hmm. painful? Yeah, I think
1: just remembering that you're not alone but there are other women who are facing this too. And I know sometimes hearing that you're just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) Mm. But a big thing too is remembering that motherhood is a big job and it is difficult, um, but that it's sanctifying. Mm -hmm. And it's a place of getting to lean into Jesus. Um, I think about walking through postpartum depression and with my last, um, baby, which was like five years ago, almost, um, I didn't have like any friends when I started walking, when I was walking through that. And Mm. I was just like, Lord, like, I don't understand why you won't just give me a friend today because Mm. I feel alone. And yes, my husband was supportive. Um, But the biggest thing I gained from that was that I get to lean into Jesus here and he's always going to be there. And I know that that might sound cliche to some ears, but Mm. you need to know that there is... There's something so um, life-giving and peaceful and joyful about that yeah. um, is that he he's always there. And I think like a couple other things too to remember too like um, are just like daily routines you can even do. Like just take it a day at a time, you know, mm-hmm. like don't think about tomorrow yet. I remember having like four little ones under five and like it's still hard when even when they're a bit older because my oldest is 10 and my youngest, again, is almost five. Um, That was so hectic and busy, but just take it a day at a time. You know, sometimes it's like hour by hour, like, okay, right now we're going to do lunchtime and then, (laughs) yeah, let's just see what happens after lunch. Um, Another thing, too, is like sloughing off your expectations Mm. of just being like this is how my day is supposed to go and then it doesn't right. go like that right like you're like okay hey, I'm gonna get up and we're gonna have breakfast and then we're gonna meet a friend at a play date and then before you leave your baby has a blowout diaper and mm. then they suddenly need a nurse and then they spit up all over you and I I so can relate to that it's so hard and I know mm. you can understand this too yeah. um, of just being like that's really difficult but just being like again, like take it a moment at a time. Okay. Like, all right, this is frustrating. And I find this hard right now, but like, let's just deal with this and then move on to the next thing. I just found that yeah. moment by moment is mm-hmm. I, I even live by that now and it's difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Cause we just got a new puppy two weeks ago. So like, you can imagine everything that happens all at once. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. There's like a kid peeing on the floor and then a dog like what do I do (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um but then like another thing I I want to add too and I know we're kind of like going a little over time here is that like I try and look for little things to create small places of like of like gifts and I mean by that like at at dinner time we always play like some music so um my husband works a bit later most days so it will just be like the kids and I and even if he's home we do this but we'll play some music at dinner you know light a candle like I used to do this with my with my son when he was smaller um at night when I would nurse him even if it was like been a crazy day I just Mm -hmm. found that just kind of like just gave me the like okay it's the end of the day, even if it's going to be a long night, like there's just kind of like that subtle, gentle shift.
0: You know what I mean? It's like a simple joy. Exactly. It's something to like, look forward to. Yeah. That's
1: exactly what I was going to say is just kind of like know the routine and like my kids now, my oldest will get the lighter and like light the candle at dinner, like even uh. if I forget. And it's just like building those memories and those moments and it doesn't look perfect. Please don't get me wrong. (laughs) Like we can light the candle and 10 seconds later dinner's on the floor for whatever reason. Yes. That's reality. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. Like just those little things and like, yeah, I hope that that's encouraging for people just to Mm -hmm. know that like, just like moment by moment, little by little, like this is a sanctifying journey. Like, being a full-time mom, being a mom in general is just hard, but it's it's good work. It's holy work. It's sanctifying work.
0: Yeah, it is. It
1: mm-hmm. really is.
0: I love all of that, Catherine. Thank you so much for sharing it. Where can people find you um if they want to connect with you?
1: Um so I'm just on Instagram right now and um I think you will find not I think you, but I know you will find me. <laughs> it's, it's catherine.a.heart. And so that's my handle.
0: Yeah. I'll put that in the show mm-hmm. notes for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I do encourage everyone to go and um, just read some of the work that you're doing and and how you share is so beautiful and so honest oh, and you. so um, really just scripture filled. I, I love how you just always dive back into scripture and tie that into life, current life. And it's it's really amazing to see what the lord is doing in your life you know despite all of the challenges he's just been so faithful
1: oh thank you linal for having me
0: this means so much i'm so honored to be with you today you know i love how jesus points us so clearly to the importance of preparing for the storms of life um you know to build a solid foundation it's, it's not something that I think we should take lightly. I think that re- we really need to make this a priority in our lives. And it's not a, um, I'm going to put in the effort to get something, a big result. But it is to simply just know who our God is, to know and to believe him and to trust him and to see what he does, the peace that he provides um, and it only increases our our faith, it only increases our resilience um, against these storms of life. I really believe that, I've seen that proof again and again in my own life, Um, just even in how I don't fear a lot of the things that I used to fear because I rehearse the truth of who God is now because he has delivered me from so many hardships. And friend, I wanna encourage you that it's it's not, it's not something to cast off for a day when you feel ready. It's just little baby steps. If you are not doing this on a regular basis, I encourage you to just wake up each morning and give your day to the Lord just say Lord I don't know what today is going to bring but I know that no matter what you allow you're with me you're good you're powerful you give peace that passes all understanding and I accept the joy that you put into my heart and I want to have you near and walking Through this day with me, those words have grounded me over and over and over again, especially when I start my day. And it's a posture of the heart, it's an attitude of your spirit and your mind combined, where you are coming before the Lord and you're surrendering everything to him from the get-go. And in doing that, you immediately take the focus off of yourself and your worries, and you give it to him. And friends. Again, it makes such a huge difference. Um, So just keep practicing that, especially during this time um, that we're all still kind of in the middle of together. I just pray over you today that you will um, leave this, this time of listening to this episode feeling renewed and hopeful and encouraged and spurred on in your journey with the Lord. And I just pray that you will know his peace and his joy that is everlasting. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you here again soon.